Hello and welcome back to episode number 67 of the Talk Norwich City podcast. Almost 69. Nearly, yeah, we're getting there. Good, early doors. Um, <laughs> Michael, good to hello. have you along, my friend. Pleasure, my um, friend. As Thanks always, it's a real challenge to get you on. You're, you're a busy man nowadays <laughs> and, and your fees are high. <laughs> oh, wow. I bought my own chocolate no, and crisps. That's bad. bad. Biscuits. Well, I'm a dad of two, I suppose. That's all I can yeah. say. And my poor wife, she's working so hard that she needs a hand sometimes. Yeah, so. Credit yeah. where credit's due, though. Let's t- let's let's talk through these. I mean, right. Maltese of buttons. Yep. Interest, Jack Reeve? Never heard of them. Never had them. I've never had them. I've, I've got, You've got to try so something new regularly. We'll try them live. <laughs> is, that the, is that the motto we're going That's my with? motto tonight. Okay. Yep. tonight Sainsbury's, not just normal, but taste the difference quadruple Belgian chocolate cookies. Yeah. Made to an all butter recipe. Adam, Top man. Um, no, love Simon that. Lappin brought them for us. Lappin loves. You've it. had them already. I think so. Yeah, but not these. Okay. So thank you. Pleasure. Right. Thank so you j- just three public announcements from me to kick off this podcast. First and foremost, Jack Reeve, what the hell are you wearing? <laughs> are, you you look like you're about to go on a fine dine with Cedric Arnsolin. That's the aim. I'm always going. For Good. Those. Okay. Second of all, why are we running late tonight? Um, forgot my camera. You forgot your camera. Yeah. That's silly, half the it? utensils I needed. Um, I didn't have, mm. so I phoned Max, who's behind the camera, and he sorted us out nicely. Right, Max, <laughs> I want you to come here and show the audience. Right, check check this guy. Right, so Max is our awesome cameraman now, and look what he's look what he's drinking. Good evening, everyone. That's shocking, <laughs> isn't it? Love play. that. Absolutely play. love that. We're well done, Max. Line. We're literally sending him insane after three weeks. Anyway, don't drink. Let's get to football. It's been um, it's been an international break. I think it was Gandhi that said this, Chris. That three things in <laughs> life are guaranteed. You guys have changed. Got Death, Gandhi, taxes, and exclusives from Michael Bailey. I think that was something he said yeah, he a little while it, back. The latest exclusives off off the press. Zoe Ward, Michael. Um, yeah. I'm sure most people have read it. If they haven't, the link will be in the description. But. New shape at Norwich City once again. Times have changed. <laughs> Zoe Ward, talk to me about what you learned from her and what you learned about Norwich City in general from that from that interview. Oh, um, well, it was really good. I'm really glad that I got to speak to her and that we got something on the record. I mm. think I tweeted that it's something I, I felt quite strongly that needed to happen. And it hadn't that? happened mm-hmm. because we hadn't heard from her. Mm-hmm. I, I, the club will have their reasons as to why they didn't do that. Ultimately, it's worked out because I managed to get the interview myself. But um, having spoken to Ben Kensel, and obviously we know all about Stuart Weber, the new exec, executive committee, she was the one person we hadn't spoken to. I think there were a lot of things being said um, by people who didn't know the situation, which mm. is fair enough because mm. it never really come out. And even when they announced it, uh, which happened on a day off, I think I was probably on daddy daycare. It was, um, I was like, well, we're, we're sort of gaps here. So uh, I think I bumped into her at Colney when we were down talking to Matt Gill and, and Steve Weaver. And I, it takes my brain about a week to get going. So I think a week later, I'd sat down on my bed and went, actually, we really should do something properly. Absolutely. So that was where it came from. So uh, I'm really glad that it went down so well. I really enjoyed writing it and speaking to her. I found her a very articulate, mm. interesting, well-qualified person who's done a lot in football. I think that got completely missed out because people yeah. just um, mm. knew her as Stuart Webber's wife, which, again, was sort of how it came it came to fruition in terms of the, the postings and, and the job and things like that. Um, and the thing I've found from, from all three of them is that they do, uh, you, you do see what they're trying to do. There does feel like there's a clear direction yes. and that they do have the abilities and skill sets to do a good job of making them happen. So I, I feel like they've earned a degree of trust from fans in terms of 
what's happening. I think there are challenges and I think there are frictions and I think it's going to still be an interesting few weeks and months ahead for the club because there's, a, there's still challenges to go through. Yeah. But um, I think they'll they'll head into that knowing what they want to do. And I think that's a pretty good place to start, really. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that kind of reshuffle and Steve Stone leaving came in the middle of what's been a fantastic few weeks for Norwich City. But it's been hard to process everything that's been going on. And now... The, the international break has happened and the dust has settled a little bit. We've got Ben Kensel, we've got Stuart Webber and we've got Zoe Ward. How are them three operating and, and what's, what is that kind of system going forward now? Because it has changed somewhat even over the past month and big time over the past 18 uh-huh. months. Yeah, it is. And it's a restructure. It's a different way of doing things. So it comes with its own, uh, with its own sort of challenges and remits. So as I see it, uh, you have Stuart Webber, who's a sporting director, and we'll do all the things he's done before in terms of player re- heading up, player recruitment and mm-hmm. everything on the football side of things. Ben Kensel, who is commercial background, he was commercial director. He'll be looking after where the money comes from everywhere else, um, away from the football side of things. And in terms of the business running of the club in, in that way. And I see Zoe's role. She has two elements. I think she, she looks after the player contract. She works quite closely with Stuart in terms of you know making deals actually happen and that sort of chief exec role. But also... Whatever um, you know, they have as a three in terms of ideas and visions that they want to come true, it's going to be Zoe's job to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she's delivered in terms of planning, coordinating and, and delivering in terms of the Colney redevelopment, mm, that's one thing. I think there's obviously been huge changes at Colney in terms of the culture and what they want and what they want that place to look like and feel like with everyone there. I think there's, they feel that there's a disconnect between how that is and what's at Carrow Road. So I think you can see that they're going to really tuck into what's happening at Carrow Road, the atmosphere, the, everyone's mm. goals and, and mm. what it's being driven towards mm. and maybe they might feel was a little bit lost, as it probably was at Colney, um, say, two years ago. Mm. And so I think that there'll be a, a bit of change there as well. What that looks like, I don't know if they know yet because they're yeah. obviously still trying to work on it. But um so I, I say, you know, I think you have traditional roles in terms of what Stuart and Ben are doing. That's probably what um, Stuart and Steve Stone were doing before. Yes. But I think there's this this sort of active um, role that Zoe's got in terms of um, also looking after the things. And, and I guess because they meet as a three now as an executive committee, yeah. they all chip in on what they think should happen. So I guess there's a kind of brainstorming and um, and uh, development, and they get to at least share knowledge and ideas that the respective people will then decide what they want to put into place. An That's iconic trio. <laughs> Clear as mud. We hope so. Chris, um, Ben Kensel, let's, let's talk about <coughs> him a little bit. You probably, we went to an event, another event the other week, you're obviously quite well connected in the Norwich business scene. And Norwich he was business network, yeah. heading up the, the event that night. And, yeah. and it seems like quite a vital role in football that maybe gets overlooked nowadays to have them commercial links in, in the local scene and also the national scene. What do you make of Ben Kensel and, and, and is, is he the man to take this club forward in terms of that commercial scene? He's definitely qualified enough to do it. Uh, it comes with high praise from Dave McNally, which everyone knows my my opinions on, on David, but I think that that is still quite weighted. I think that, that that's great. Um, I, I trust him. I, I get the initial trust perspective, which I think is super important. And from, from that Norwich City Business Conference, I think you could quickly ascertain that he understands the fine balance between the local commercial side and the national commercial side. That's something that you have to do. You have to do both of those things. I think some clubs fall victim of it, and then they alienate the, the, the local business people, which are actually 
probably the heart of the club. Mm. Um, for example, you look back at our League One and our championship campaigns in the Lambert, and they re- they were full on local. And it was like, right, come on, we need your money now. And now it's touching a bit more national, but you've got to keep these local boys engaged. I think Ben's very impressive. I think that what he's doing is great. Um, I'm excited to, to see it come to fruition in, in its truest form. Uh, reading Michael, but by the way, if you haven't read Michael Bailey's article on Zoe, what I would read it, the 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 actual content of that, the whole, the, the, the trio, it, it does excite me. Um, and it's nice to see someone actually finally say, yes, we are going to do something at Carrow Road because it just seems now that it needs a bit more life in it. Mm. Um, and I think it'll engage supporters much more. All in all, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's going well. Good. And, and Michael, we, we did touch on it there, but Stuart Webber, Zoe Ward, our husband and wife. I think <laughs> Are that, they? I think that, well, it, it, was, it was surprising that a lot of people, I think <clears> until <throat> read the article, still didn't realise that. Oh, maybe. Um, but one of the quotes that sort of came out to me was that she said the, the thing for me is that Stuart and I met working together at a football club so our first and foremost relationship has been a professional one we now have to work together it's not something we've all of a sudden decided to do while we've been married whatever we say though I think probably more when the, things start to get a little bit sticky at the club that is going to be brought up do you believe what she says do you think that is a, a viable relationship going forwards in terms of a, a working one uh, yes, I do, because it happens in lots of works of life uh, now. I remember speaking to my my nanny uh, a while ago. It says, hold on, that's okay. okay with me. And um, she uh, met my granddad, very exciting. And she was swiftly told by her bosses, because they worked together, so they met. She was swiftly told by her bosses, ha, that's lovely. You're going to have to leave now. Oh, really? <laughs> you can't work together. Wow. So I think we've all moved on a bit since then. I mean, mm. even my mum and dad, I think, they had to. They met at work together <clears> as well. And uh, my mum had to move. Notice how it's always the woman. They had to yeah. either leave or move. They had to move teams because they wouldn't work together. I don't know. Maybe that's still the same dynamic. They've got m- couples who work together at Archant. So but this isn't work, a so. normal business, though. So this it? isn't a normal business. And I, I think the, the key issue, I actually would um, trust them in terms of uh, their professional um, relationship. But there's a, there is always a perception issue. Mm. And as you said, when things get sticky, that's when perceptions tend to work against you. I think we've had a similar thing at our place because when Stefan Phillips ended up on the Norwich City board, mm. it didn't really matter what anyone said. The perception of it was haha you're in bed with the club I can assure you it's very different mm. um, in fact probably the entire opposite of that but so it's the perception that you're dealing with that's the hard thing and um, they know that and I think it struck me just how you know they they're not idiots they know exactly how it was going to get down how it once it came about and it, um, I don't get the impression it's something they've see, they've sought um, also but um they will have to deal with that. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. And I guess they, they obviously want to be open and transparent about how they do things. That's Correct. going to be a key, a, key, a key thing about how they do it mm. going forwards. In some ways, it's probably a similar issue with, with contracts as well, because, you know, between Stuart and, Wet and, and, and Zoe putting yeah. those together. So yeah. They've been proactive about it. It's as simple as that. So I hope that Norris City fans, you know, if it does get sticky, um, I hope that Norris City fans can understand that they've been proactive. They've 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 told the truth, you know, that, that we're together. It's it's just not a big deal, you know. And let's not worry about that yet, Jack. Sharp, we're doing well. But I do I do think Zoe is bang on in the fact that she she made the point that it's not that Stuart had a job and then he's promoted her and brought her with yeah. her, and or the other way around. You know, they both mm. actually. And Zoe Zoe Ward was club secretary at Liverpool and Fulham. Well, I was then about and to say yeah. she, I didn't realize insane. how much of an impact she had. At it insanely surprised impressive. me a little yeah. bit, and I, I've known that she's had 
had this great journey and qualified, but even then when, you know, she's sort of telling you and you're like, well, actually, yeah. So they both proved themselves in their own right. It's it's actually a, a real a real benefit that Norwich City managed to get two very good people in their jobs and, and put them together and, and be able to use, yeah. use them both. And and I suppose this is this whole, I suppose the first question is here, is there, do you sense there's a hangover with Steve Stone having left? Or do you think it's gone quite smoothly? No. Um, Do you think that's because it's going so well on the field? Yeah, (laughs) I think that certainly helps. And if I was doing any sort of strategy at the football club, I'd make the most of that. And I think we've seen that in the past. So, I mean, some people say that the the form on the pitch passes over cracks and all this sort of stuff. And ultimately time tells in terms of how good your foundations are and things like that. But I think quite clearly people at the club were not happy with everything that was happening under the old structure which is why Steve isn't there anymore as much as Steve did great work in terms of mm. the rebuilding of the relationship after Jez, Jez Moxie um, oh, so so <laughs> sorry to bring that up and, but that's a case in point you know we've seen people in these jobs and they've been shocking yeah, they're just true. not fitted in with the club so I do get a sense what we've got now are people who <clears> do fit in people who are actually wanting to prove themselves yeah. the thing yeah. I get with Zoe, Ben and Stuart they're all in a position where they can prove themselves mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it was a hangover I think it was a surprise when it happened I think it happened maybe a bit before it actually came out it was one of I mean that was one I got first but um, it surprised me how long that took to come out uh, Mm. and to get to that point so um, I I feel like they've obviously made the changes so that they they can get on with some of the things that they want to achieve and, and then the proof in the pudding is who's happy with that, what it looks like and how much it works afterwards. Because these are changes that will, that they're not about form on the pitch. They're not even about doing well this season and then struggling in the Premier League. It's about, you know, years worth of mm. foundation into how the actual football club works with with us, with uh, commercial partners and, and everything mm. that brings together the infrastructure of the football club in, in, in the entire county. Chris, it certainly feels like that we have got, as Michael said, there are three people on the board making the decisions who are wanting to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. One person who certainly feels like they're on the, on the up is Stuart Webber, linked last week with Southampton. Yeah, now we all felt up, it was yeah. going well, and I think it was it was the Telegraph still article. Still is, Jack, it still is. It Don't is. worry. It was a Telegraph article um, You're a John sucker for Percy. a rumour. I love a rumour. Yeah, you do. And it annoys the hell out of me. I'm at law. I'm at law. Two very well-respected journalists, Chris, but I think it, it was released quite late. I was then, you know, dozing off to sleep. and Everyone hitting clicks. Damn, you know, they do need clicks. They do. Everyone um, needs but, clicks. So how much, how much of a rumour is this? And, and it is, do you think there's anything in it? He's on, he's on the Tampa Tour. When he comes back from the Tampa Tour, will he be going south? Hashtag Tampa Tour. I just can't see it. I just don't... Even from two incredibly well-respected journalists. Yeah. Everything about it just stinks of, we need a story. Things are going well at Norwich City. This would be an interesting angle. Bailey will know better than anybody else. I, I think it's, I think people have joined the dots very, very nicely. And he'll get on the side of the, of the journos, of course. And that's fine. I don't care if they're well respected. And actually, <laughs> it's my job as a North City supporter to try and throw people off the scent anyway and say that Weber don't want it. Right. <laughs> Simple as that. So you don't think he's going? Why would he go? Everything's going well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's More he's money, finally... better academy, Premier League football. But but selfishly for himself, he's just started to build a really good 
ground hole. I've just made that word up. He's he's put a stake. Great ground hole. He's put a stake in <laughs> the middle of the. the next he's, yeah, please do. He's put a stake in the middle of the ground of hole. the pitch. Right. In the ground hole. Sooners style. Yeah, yeah. Sooners style. And he said, "I'm shit Weber. I'm here at Norwich City Football Club, and I'm going to make a change, and I'm going to be a legend at this football club." It's great imagery. Okay. Now let's get an informed opinion. <laughs> I don't know about that, Michael. Surely it feels like there is some substance in you this. You love it. Like, hang on, before uh, Michael goes, we need this a, to, we need a yeah, good title. Yeah, there, but Chris. yeah, but I know. But oh, every single rumor, every single rumor, you tweet it and you make it. You make it worse. Do I? Just Mike, like James you, Madison. You validate it. You well, validate. Did that rumor go through? Well, to, yeah, but, 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 but you were talking about it way before. Okay, so I knew about it. Just well keep before. it hush. Michael. Yes. Stuart Webber. Yes. Southampton. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> Any interest? Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, I think with yeah, John, John Percy and Matt Law, very good journalists, uh, I think the national journalists have a, um, I don't know if agenda is the right word, but I think you can pick apart where they're coming from differently to say us. I mean, mm. we, we're partisan supporters of the club. We will hold them to account as well on behalf of the fans. And we've got a very important job to do in terms of the local community. I think national journalists, they have the whole... Screw the community. The, well, it's not, well, they don't care about the community <laughs> no. of each club because they're covering the league and they're covering the stories. And yeah. um, they also speak probably a lot more to agents than we do, certainly in terms of... Um, how we work and what we what we use in print, I would say. So, um, be careful. To, to, to me, <laughs> I think that uh, what when I saw it, I, I picked up on the fact that that it said Southampton hadn't made an approach. Yeah, it didn't say that Southampton were top of that Stuart Webber was top of Southampton's list. Mm. It said they were thinking about it and they might do it in a couple of weeks. So, if someone's thinking about something and going to do it in a couple of weeks, then someone's flighting it. For a reason that's this is me breaking it down in my head so so hang on are you saying that Stuart Webber might be putting it out there because no 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 well, he might be but I wouldn't say it's just him it you're could be terrible Cajuns. you are it could you're be it could, there's a lot of agendas there I mean uh see I, if Bailey had said it I would have shat myself but he didn't <laughs> if Bailey doesn't say it then I'm then I'm fine if he says it I'm worried it would surprise me so if Southampton looking for a sporting director, it would surprise me if Stuart Webber wasn't on a list. Yes. So who else is on the list? Are there people higher up on the list? I mean, Paul Mitchell's doing a brilliant job over at, um, uh, is it Red Bull Leipzig off the top of my head? Wow, that's, so that's a great he, knowledge. He was, on my, he was on my list of yeah. sporting dire directors before um, I had four or five, including Stuart, when he, when he joined. So um, Paul Mitchell sort of stuck by me because I thought, well, he looks good. But to, to counter up, that argument and, and I really want you to say Stuart Webber is definitely because I love the man I do really love him but I know you do Southampton because he I wants said, an interview <laughs> bigger budget better academy Premier League football not for long short but they're still above us and it feels like we're overachieving at the moment surely oh, that's man. a more appetising offer yeah no, and people have said that to me it's like, well, of course, we'll go. If they offer more money, you'll go like that. Yeah. I, I don't personally see it as straightforward like that at all because I see f football very as very cyclical. And Southampton are in such a different place. You know, they were held up as this, the Southampton way. Les Reed, he's such a football genius. Look at what we've achieved. And mm. clearly, when you go in there, whoever goes in there, they're going to have a fantastic infrastructure to work with. But that will be an infrastructure that's already there. So they're going to need to be okay. willing to work in, work in and work with that. Yes. Um, at the moment, I would suggest that Stuart, with other people, has helped mould something in, in in how he wants it at Carrow Road. Yeah. He's got a lot of power in terms of what he can do uh, with other it's people. It's not just about money, exactly. Um, and I think Southampton are sort of here, aren't they? And they were about there, okay. and they have been about here. 
and that's a you're not very low in the this actual... is fantastic for the audio listeners <laughs> yeah. 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 so they were very high they are currently just a little bit lower than very high okay. and not so long ago they were very low right there you go gotcha. so there's a long way to drop yeah. and things can go very wrong and they can go very, very wrong very quickly if you get relegated and whoever goes in as a sporting director is not going to have a lot of time to change a lot of things to stop them getting relegated okay. they'll need to do a couple of really astute signings in january possibly change the manager I mean, that, that's a difficult situation to go into when, when you've basically got quite a long way to fall. And again, I've, I've said it, I've written about it a lot. I strongly believe in it. Football is cyclical. Teams will get relegated. Bournemouth at some point will end up back in the championship. So. Probably, probably two thirds <laughs> of that division will end up back in the championship at some point. Leeds will end up in the Premier League at some point. Hope it not. will happen. It's just part, part of the course. So, um, you know, that when people make these jobs, it's a massive issue of judgment for mm. them. I'm not saying that Stuart won't, won't get an offer and go, I'm off, mm. but I wouldn't say it's imminent. Now, now let, let's finish on <clears throat> Stuart, because you asked Zoe about the speculation. <laughs> yeah, I did. And yeah. she said, um, really good form comes with speculation of all your footballing staff. It's Stuart this week. I'm sure it will be Daniel at some point, And in January, we'll have speculation around our squad. Now, when you were looking her in the eye, did you think... Yeah, you're being honest about this? Or did you sense something else? Uh, a, I was surprised she gave me an, an answer yeah. because um, it could have just been a no comment. Yeah. So mm. that's, that's the thing you're talking about. it. That's good. B, I thought this is a stock answer, Okay. if I'm honest. So that doesn't mean it's not honest. But what does anyone in football say about speculation? That it's speculation. Yeah. So it is what it is. No one really knows. No one knows mm. uh, if, if a not big offer comes in. You, you sometimes can't tell. They may not have had the conversation themselves about what might happen. So... Um, I think the whole thing is a bit flighty mm. as a story. So we've spent a long time on it for something that's quite flighty. And I think everyone knows that things can just change in a in a heartbeat in yeah. football, regardless mm. of what it is. But these are general general facts. They don't just apply to this situation. And I would say if I was going to put money on it, I don't think Southampton would be the right move. And I don't think that's where he'd go. That's what I wanted to hear. Brilliant. People, right. people going for people all the time as well. It doesn't just happen to sporting directors and, and high-level top brass. It come, people there's, there's people in the championship making offers and making approaches for Norris City players right now. That's the, that's the nature of the game. Chris, um, the Norwich players have had a nice jolly over in Tampa in the past <laughs> and week. And Dave Freezer. Hashtag Tampa and, yeah. and Dave Freezer. How come, you didn't, how come you didn't get that I didn't gig? get asked. Oh, that's shocking, isn't it? Shocking. I heard it's it's right. got... I, I've got two kids and a beautiful wife at home. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I like that. Go. Good answer. I hope she's watching. It's true. I hope she's watching. didn't realise Freezer was a bit of a property mogul, though. He's got some, <laughs> well, he's got some he? housing out there, hasn't he? Has he? Oh, no. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I've got to get this right. Hello, girls. But I think it's his mum and dad have got a... Mum and dad, mum and stepdad have got a holiday home over there. He's actually already been there this this year. This is his second trip to Florida in about four months. I haven't been abroad in three years. We need a job at the EDP, Yeah. Anyway, Chris, the first thing I wanted to say, we've just beat Stuart Weber right up. Yeah. I'm going to bring him right back down. He was wearing a tracksuit. That's so much interest. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Do you know why? Because he's living and breathing the culture of the football club that he's building. Is that the culture? And you know what? It's all right. If our if our if if Stuart Webber wants to wear casual, if he wants to be comfortable on a flight all the way from from London City Airport to to, to Tampa Bay, then that's absolutely fine with me. I did hear rumours he was uh, wearing his Under Armour for breakfast. But I don't know if that's <laughs> really, uh, and that's fine. The thing is, though, is, is is Michael turns up. He knows he's in front of the camera. He wears his shirt. Okay, he's not turning up in his tracksuit. Stuart Webber knows there's going to be cameras there. Jack, Jack, his phone. Look what you're wearing. You have no I excuse. Can't, yeah, I agree with that. 
This is it's just not even a topic whilst you're wearing that. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go on to another piece of clothing. Tampa. Oh, okay. Dennis Trebeni still hasn't taken the icon snap back off. Yeah, but but the Embercarney. Yeah. Embercarney is wearing the icon snap back now. So it all makes sense. Have you not been following this story that we've been plugging? No. You know the Instacrass thing that you can get your head round? Yeah, I know. It's, there's like a new thing. Right. Where Dennis Rabeni wears a hat with icon on I the saw, front. I saw a tweet of that, but I didn't really know. So yeah. it's an icon cap. But yeah. we laugh by the fact that Dennis Rabeni is kind an of... An icon. He's claiming that he is an icon. Yeah, he is. Well, he is. So, yeah, there you go. Anyway, Tampa. Um, Love it. <laughs> what, what happened? Everything about Tampa makes me happy. Does it? <laughs> no, 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 seriously, because... No, it makes... Seriously, it makes me really... Honestly, I, I love what they've done with that. Because first of all, they would have got a real good Barry bargain on that. Probably for free, yeah. Okay. Probably for free, exactly. Yeah. All of the players get to bond together. That's the most important thing. I noticed that a few business people mm -hmm. went as well. A bit annoyed that I didn't get invited, but there you go. <laughs> Bring that up the Stuart when we, when we see him. Um, you know, I, but I, I thought it was great. It's good. It's good to do it together. It's great. Wow, okay. Good. Um, Seriously, Tampa Tour, what are your thoughts? Well, I was going to ask, wrong with I was gonna it? ask Michael. Um, yeah. Long flight out there, long flight home. Oh. Will, 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 does Daniel want this? Or will he be seeing it as simply filling kind of commercial fulfilments? Yeah, I was I was slightly surprised at how honest he was when we asked mm. him about it on the Friday. Paddy asked him about because it. Because it seems like everything about Tampa doesn't make him happy. Well... Yeah, that, then that is kind of what he said. He's like, well, we wouldn't be doing this unless it was a commercial trip, which is probably blanket honest, mm. but probably, you know, whether that brutal honesty is it. And the, the, the tricky thing is we're all going to be looking at what happens on the other side of the international yeah. break. And if they lose two games, mm. it's going to come up. That's just a reality. Hopefully they don't, but that is going to come up. So in terms of the actual dynamics of the trip and their timings of it, I actually love the idea that they're not at Colney. I think having that freshness yeah. is, is great. I mean, they probably could have gone to, you know, Essex to do that, but they <laughs> haven't. They've gone to Tampa and that's where their commercial partner is. I'm sure there'll be a lot of good stuff out of that. I'm, I'm really interested and I, I like the picture that Dave took when he had, you know, a spare few minutes from all that work he was doing um, of the uh, what are they called, you know, like the banners and posters around Tampa yes. of the sports stars. Yes. That's brilliant. That should happen around Norwich. Everyone in Norwich is a Norwich City fan. Everyone in Norfolk. Let's make Norwich a Norwich City city mm. where, you know, you walk down Gentleman's Walk Matt and there's Jarvis posters. Lamposts. Maybe not Matt Jarvis <laughs> quite at the moment. Let's pick and choose. And that's probably why it doesn't happen because there's that cost and renewal. But I don't know. I want to see Dennis Trebeni in his icon cap on yeah. a big Norwich City poster. Mm. Be proud of yeah. the football club. Um, all around the city. It should be like that. It shouldn't rely on Norwich yeah. buying a couple of shops to do that. So Yeah, yeah I, I like that. Well, Angus, that the, Angus that Gunn on the front of the kebabby. Yeah. 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 He left, this he left, this raises a nice question. Where would where would you put a, a, a massive poster of Dennis Rabeni in Norwich if you had to pick anywhere? Uh, this I just came with an I came up with an eighteen plus answer then, so I need to be a little bit careful. Where would I put a picture of Dennis Rabeni? Oh God, I can only think of that that eighteen plus venue now. Goodness yeah, they, they've still got the projectors on Norwich Castle. Castle. On the Castle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well recovered. Well recovered. That, yeah. just have, that doesn't have to just be Dennis then, because that can be. Yeah. In fact, you could update the video. Easy. Yeah. Mm. So you know, plaster the castle mm. in yellow and green for this. I tell you where Christoph Zimmerman is. Right. On the front of every single gym in Norfolk. Mm. Yeah. That's where he is. So if, if nothing else comes from this Tampa tour, we could lose every game. Right, on a serious note, on a serious note, everyone knows, in, anyone successful in business knows, you have to do 
stuff as a team. Mm. You can't just say, do your job, do your job, whip, 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 whip. But You've not the whole team were there, Chris. What? Nelson Oliveira sits at home. Well, no, Tim Close was an international break team. Pookie at the core of the squad. Yeah, right but they're there. on the international break. That happens anyway. Most of the squad were there, Jack. That's the important thing. It gels everyone together. It makes sure it, it ensures that people that are playing a, a more of a squad role can get involved. It gives back to the players. They bond together. They're on a journey. You're forcing them to sit together on a flight. Great. Good. Honestly, team days are, the, are, are something that every single business, no matter what you do, that you, that is something that should be a core part of your structure of, of any club. And if you if you listen to to Kevin Keegan, he of course said that it was it was a great idea and that all of the big clubs do it. So you telling me that Manchester United, that Arsenal, that all of the big clubs are doing it? You think that that's just for a corporate reason? Yes, mainly, <laughs> but there is part of it where it is useful. They wouldn't force players to do something that would be bad for them. Anyway, it's not gone wrong yet, so we still need to discuss. This. And and to be honest, I mean, I don't think they will lose their next two games. Famous last words, touch wood. And I think that overall, the the positives will outweigh the negatives from it. But it just caught me that, that Daniel was quite as honest as that beforehand. Who do you think Daniel was watching on the plane over there with his screen? Oh. Um, probably Swansea footage. Nice. Okay. Good answer. I've got an exclusive. Oh, you know what he's watching. <laughs> no, I have actually got an exclusive, okay, which will on. make everyone giggle. So. Uh, I won't, you know, name any names, but pretty much their uh, Nor- Norwich players are since this winning kind of run, this this run has has begun. Tim Close has been buying flapjacks from a very particular local shop in in North Norfolk, I believe. Okay. And ever since we started this run, okay. he has gone to that shop every single week to buy flapjacks. There you go. So you're saying this winning run is done the flapjacks? I'm saying that every single Norwich fan right now should buy more flapjacks <laughs> because it's clearly working. Okay. That is completely serious, by the way. I'm not making that up. No, I'm sure you're not. Thank you. Should we get to some Twitter questions? Um, we've got loads of Twitter questions this week. And once again, I haven't read them before we get into them, which is always very dangerous. No, I, I was going to do that and I didn't get a chance. Okay, so none of us have. Right, this is dangerous. Um, oh, you've read them? Yep. Okay, good. Any some of them. We should... There's Skip. there's one which was brilliant, brilliantly bad, which you should read out just for the giggles. Yeah, I thought you might ask that one. Okay, right. Uh, let's get into it. Okay, James Robinson asks, not a question as such, good start, um, but keen to hear your thoughts on my theory. Okay, oh, so theory. It's love a theory. Right, okay. So James Robinson's. this is his theory. Hi, James. Michael, do you think that Daniel Farker has, in fact, already signed a new contract, but Stuart Webber is waiting for the optimum mm. moment to announce it, maybe during a dip in form to give everyone a boost? Stuart Webber often talks of marginal gains. Hashtag pink dressing rooms. <laughs> pink dressing rooms. So the, here we go. There's the theory. Love the theory. Well put together. Um, it's, it's a well put together theory. I'd say it's based in um, good uh, past experience as well. But oh. I could see that as being a logical progression of how they do things you know let's pump up pump out contract news when things are we need a boost it's happened, happened before this i think it's not this season no don't, mm-hmm. not, don't think so mm-hmm. happened in the last few years though okay um <clears throat> yeah yeah well that, that hasn't has he signed a new contract you want me to you want me to tell you if he yeah. signed a new contract or not uh i don't know okay i don't think so okay i don't think this is um this you is so gamesmanship. Know. You so know, don't you? <laughs> I know lots of things. Um, <laughs> All right, then. Hey. I, I don't think he has signed a new contract. No, I think this is genuine. Um, it surprised me how relaxed everyone is about it, because I wouldn't be. I'll, well, 
I was I was saying to Max before, where have I read that Stuart Webber has said that he's already got like four managers lined up in case Daniel Farker fails? No, I think that was one of Pad, that was one of Paddy's pieces. Yeah, and I think uh, Stuart Webber's been quite open about that since he joined. Yeah, that's right at the start, wasn't it? They, they have a you know you get run over kind of list. It's quite morbid, but you know Daniel is aware, as anyone probably <coughs> should be, that if he doesn't make it into work, um, that they have a contingency and they would have a long-term contingency as well. Um, I have a feeling that some of the people that were on the list, say, you know, 18 months ago, are, uh, have moved on and that has to be a renewal in terms of preparation. Paul Lamb's got, <laughs> got a job now, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. And that, that probably says a lot about the detail and the planning and the foresight and direction of the Smart. club to me. Smart. Yeah. Chris, thoughts on Hanley's new contract? That comes from Peter Hartley. So much interest. Okay. So much interest. Um, a player that comes with extremely high praise from Russ Martin, which speaks volumes. Um, a player that Angus Gunn admires, which speaks huge volumes. Um, I, I love watching Grant Hanley play. I think that it's super impressive that we've done so well without him. I've been very, 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 very impressed with Christoph Zimmerman. I think that he's done incredibly well and it's so exciting that we've, I think it shows where we're at. I think to get Grant Hanley to sign a new contract, I per, and I, I mean this, I'm not just saying it. I think he's capable of Premier League football and it's, it's, and it's only because of his injuries. I believe that he's not been able to, I'm, I'm stunned that he could, that he couldn't do it at Newcastle. I don't know what they were thinking, letting him go. Um, but anyway, their loss is our gain. Um, and, I, and I think that Grant Hanley will still have a major part to play in this season. I think if Tim Close or Christoph Zimmerman gets injured, he's straight in the mix. And then one of those two are going to miss out for a few weeks, a few months. It's awesome business from the club. And just like Max Ahrens and just like Jamal Lewis, there is a sense of let's get him on a contract because someone might come in and buy him for big money. And that's not stupid. And that's just real. I'm excited. And as I say, Grant Hanley's a cracking player to have in, in our team. Michael, am I being slightly pessimistic when the first thing I thought of was, well, that means Tim Close is off? Um, yes. That, <sighs> yes, as a, as, a, as a default setting okay. on a bit of contract news. That was yeah. pretty pessimistic. I think... Uh, Are you all right? I, I yeah, think... Um, <laughs> Are you all right? I'm just posing the question. You're so negative it's this good, week. good question, though. He's trying to, he's trying to you know, light and shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I think um, I would... Well, I said this about Alex Tetti probably this time last year. I can't see Tim staying if Norwich don't go up. Okay. I think that's a reality. I think you'd have to take a huge pay cut. And likewise, we all saw the Hanover interest. I think there will be proper interest in Tim when he's out of contract mm. in the summer. Different to Alex Tetti. I don't think he had the <clears> options he hoped he would. And the Norwich deal came up. It was an extra year to probably what he would have got. It made perfect sense. I think with Tim, I think he will get two or three years on offer from somewhere else. He's back in the Switzerland team. If Norwich mm. is playing another year in championship football, then you'd probably say gone as close to going up as they would go. I would imagine if they, if they get quite close this year, then um, I think that he would move on. But, but we'll go Things up, do so. change, you don't know, but, but we'll go up and we'll then up. He, they may well then keep him on. So it's a completely different argument then. What I will say is in terms of, I've got a contract list and two, three, yeah, yeah, course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two or three years ago, you know, you were looking at, well, no one's really contracted beyond a couple of years mm -hmm. or maybe just apart from the Murphys, but you knew they'd probably go at some point. And it was a very different list. Now it's very spread out. You can see, I think Jamal, Max and Grant Hanley are the two that are on contracts now until 2023. Mm -hmm. 
So that's a long time. Mm. And there's a real planning in terms of who's coming up and who's going out and, and <clears> how long everyone's mm. contracted for. You can kind of see where that planning is. It, so it just manifests itself in that way. I'm glad your list is looking healthy. Yes, yeah. it looks and now we know, of course, Close won't leave because the flapjacks here are really good. As, as he loves, honestly, he loves, he does love Norfolk. And who wouldn't? Of course. Um, That's true. Toby with another... Um, statement? Yes, this is a statement, not a question. Um, and a telling off for Mr. Bailey. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. I get enough of those. <laughs> this is a letter. This happens a to lot. To Michael, please stop using that squeaky toy on your videos. There's two problems <laughs> that I've found. Onel Hornandez. Onel Hornandez. Problem one. Honk if, if you're... I'm listening through my headphones at work, it's deafening. Yeah. Oh. Question or problem two, if I listen to it at home, it sends my dog loopy for about 10 minutes. Yours, thankfully, my eardrums and my stress levels. Yeah, fair enough. I can, yeah. I, I think the first time we used it, someone went, oh God, please stop that. My dog's going nuts. <laughs> so I do get that. Yeah. What, we, what we actually do now is whoever's doing it, this is on the headlines on the Pink and Show, by the way, every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Okay. Um, do watch it. We, I've told the guests to put their hand over the edge because it's too noisy. So yeah. it just sort of goes, huh? But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I apologize. Who was it? Tony? Did you yeah, say Tony? Toby. Toby. Sorry, sorry, Toby. I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do. The problem is, there is a really fun, well, it's not that funny story, but some woman nicked the bell on Wesley Moulihan, our stuffed cow. No. And, was she and, a bit pissed? No, no. but she, <laughs> she had a collection of uh, ski lodge bells or something and nicked it back. But it was hers originally. Long story, really dull. Um, so that like was why a... we had Anel Hernandez, but we, maybe that, we need another option. Is that the title of this I don't podcast? Know. I feel like that's an, that's an EDP story because I've seen the stories kind of on EDP before, like Lady Steele's bottle of whiskey from Aldi or something. All true. Um, Lady Steele's. Michael's bell. bell. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Big question here, Chris, <laughs> from Olive Middleton. Um, oh, Dennis Trebeni, Luciano Becchio, or Johan Almanda? So you got to have one player. Well, this will stun you. Okay. Dennis Trebeni. Really? Yeah. Johan Almanda was just nothing. He was just—he wasn't anything, was or he? Even at Bolton. What I like about Srebeni, to give him his, to give him his due, was what I, well, I'm talking about him as if he's dead. What I like about Dennis Srebeni is alive, is yeah. that he's a bit of a surprise package. No one knows what to expect, mm. and I think Johan Elmandi kind of—he's—he'd been around a while. He's bit, he was a bit old. He was a bit tired. Scored Premier League Same goals with Becchio. Same with Be- did he? Yeah. How many? Southampton. How many? I was there next to Delia. Oh come on! It's just it's such a who. You sat next to Delia that mm. day. How'd you wrangle that? Well, she was in the away end and came. Oh, to fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't in a box. Well, yeah, By the way, love that. Check. How many clubs do you get to say that? Credit, big creds up to Delia there. Um, <laughs> definitely Shrebeni. Okay, hundred percent. Same answer, Michael. And you, and you were acting like this wasn't on Cr- the football pitch. So well, it could didn't have to be. We'll change the answer. We'll change the question. Who would you take out for dinner? Johan Becchio. and uh, Luciano Becchio or Dennis Schrebeni. That would be Johan, yeah. Becchio. And I'll tell you why Becchio, because he owns a restaurant in Mallorca. Does he? Yeah. Does he? Fact of the day. I think you'd struggle to have a conversation with him in English. His English wasn't great. Luciano. Who's the... Oh, um, is it not? No. Uh, Johan's a lovely guy, by the way. And um, not really spoken to Dennis. So no. probably Johan. No one has. Yeah. No one's seen him smile either. I would have one of these Maltese yeah. butters. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're good. I know. Take them. We're not even open the biscuits yet. Um... Mm. I always remember Becchio's assist for Johnny Howson's goal against West Brom when we were 4-0. And yeah. his chest for Hooper's folly against uh, Swansea. Was that I his think? chest, was yeah. it? Hmm. Yeah. 
Good. International um, footballer, by the way. Achieved more than us three put together. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. Has he got an interview with Zoe Ward? No. <laughs> exactly. So don't... She probably did down. his contract. Yeah, possibly. Um, right, okay. Um, this is a question from... Have you read the um, the explicit question? Yeah, yet? I have. Uh, we've got a question, though, coming in from at Hanley's Head. Um, Love that. Strong, <clears throat> probably second favourite account behind saluting Shrebeni. This is a question <laughs> that Chris will go for. Um, what's the one key factor that we need to continue to keep this fantastic form continuing? I think we've we've touched on it with the Tampa tour. I think it's all... Of... <laughs> Sorry, something funny. <laughs> It's something funny. Um, honestly, I think it's that togetherness, isn't it? It's about the team spirit. It's about doing everything that we've been doing now. What? Why change it? Why? Why stop it? And I think that if you make too many changes to the squads, too many changes to the starting lineup, it's it's you know, don't change something that's not broken. Basically, that that's my message. I think that's a bit of a fluffy answer. Mm. Um, I just think right now we've we've got the right balance between being organised and high tempo. And as long as we can keep that up, I think we'll continue to win football matches. Michael? It's a funny old question, really, because I mean, keep winning. I mean, they've won nine of 11 games. So, But what I want to see them continue to do and what I think they will need to continue to do is to adapt. Because now they're top of the championship. Teams mm. are going to be a lot more focused on what they're doing and yes. also then how to stop them. So they've got to make sure that they don't go, right, we've got our way. We're going to keep doing, not not explicitly, because that is the way they play. And and Daniel, to be fair, he's been very good at that this year. He's just tweaked it here and there. Mm-hmm, and actually, mm-hmm. there's been fewer of the big changes. We haven't gone from yeah. back three to back four to mm-hmm. this, that and the other. It's a bit more set. But the in-game changes are a lot more subtle Agreed. and nuanced. They haven't got a massive plan B. Their plan B is just sort of tweaking and improving the way they're doing it. So that's what I mean. They just need to keep doing that. Because they are going to come under a lot more attention from a lot different mm. from sides doing things different ways to stop them, and so that's so what they need. Can to, you continue to adapt do. with the same starting eleven, or does that need to change? Yeah, no, I think you can because I think we. I can't remember which game it was. Um, it was it Preston, I think, where the, the way mm. Preston set up Norwich were getting really crammed in the middle, so they just they just emptied the middle and started to try and play around them, and then mm. that didn't work, and then you saw them just go a little bit more direct down the channels later on. Obviously, you know, eventually something something works. And at middles, at the Millwall game is a case in point, as got picked up a lot at the time. You know, they never went long and hopeful. And, no, and just the way they got through the lines a bit quicker mm-hmm. later on and the two goals in injury time, there's just something so special about the way they did those two goals. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. You don't see that football intelligence in mm-hmm. the championship very often. And when you do see it, it's inconsistent and I remember yeah. Brighton fans saying yeah you know what we tried to do this nice football to get out of the championship and it didn't work now that might of course still happen here but the intelligence and the way they're doing it if that continues then then it will even if you do set up the same I firmly believe right now where the team are we're bigger we're faster we're stronger we can play the ball quicker than any other team and we do have players off the bench that can cause damage so ultimately if our 11 are always better than the other 11 Plain and simple, isn't it, right? I'll, Surely. Yeah, and I'll, I'll flag up one thing on that kind of same point. Um, Corey on Twitter. Um, yes. We're all aware of Corey. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's done some great work. Brilliant He's got articles, probably yeah. more exclusives than me and um, has 
uh, did a lovely bit on Daniel Farker, which yeah. I'm sure you've all seen. Uh, really My good, friend, really good background. Amazing, and a picture of him riding a horse, which is lovely. Yeah, that was a brilliant picture. Yeah, really I thought that it too. was a video as well. Was it? Yeah, you've got. Oh, to see I'm going to get back on that. But in that piece, as much as the background and what he did at his other clubs was interesting, it was it was actually Corey's choice of quotes in terms of Daniel talking about. Norwich and what he wanted to achieve but he was saying it say 14 15 yes. months ago and I recommend you read it again now because in the context of what Norwich are doing now in mm. terms of everyone can go and scrap in the championship it's about your quality and your quality on the ball and if we do that better than anyone else we can do the other stuff by default exactly. we will then exactly and you, you can't argue with the fact it's exactly <clears throat> what they're doing now yeah. and for someone to have a vision of what they want to do and then make it happen that's brilliant. Obviously, the challenge now is to keep making it happen. But to get to that point, that's a that's a phenomenal job. Indeed. Um, Stuart Hodge. With a Hodge. Hodge. Up, up, Hodge. Up, up, um, Hodge. Now, Stuart was the latest. We bring this up. My fourth favourite Scotsman. Um, fourth? He, yeah. Behind. Gunny, number one. Lapin, number two. Who's number three? I've forgotten number three. God, they're going to kill me. Russell Martin. Well, mm. Russell Martin. Mm. He'll kill me for that. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Stuart, who turned up to this podcast famously an hour and three quarters late, um, <laughs> without even re- we thought he was dead. Love so him. I'm just glad he's alive. And he turned up on a moped as well, which we've got a lot of time for. <laughs> Trademark, that is it. Trademark. Um, uh. First of all, he asks, um, "Who's your favourite Norwich City Scotsman?" So you say, "What well, of all time?" Yeah, Stephen Naismith, Mark Fotheringham. <laughs> okay, good. Fozzie, Michael. Oh, Alan um, Gow. Alan Gow. Alan Gow, the worst person what to pla. interview. Oh, that, that's a yeah. question. So you've just answered that. Toughest person to interview. Yeah, Alan Gow. He just didn't talk, and it was literally like you're asking me stupid questions. I'm not answering that. Did he ever yeah. say that to you? No, not literally. He didn't need to. The eyes said it. Was it you being not very good at your job? <clears throat> uh, I was probably a bit green, but he did it to everyone. And I think probably Chris Gorham might be. I don't want to speak for Chris, but he, he probably wouldn't be far off his list as well. He was quite a. Quite a character. Quite a character, yeah, Alan Gow. Um, not sure what he's doing now. What, Alan Gow? Yeah. God knows. Probably, sure clean, probably still playing somewhere. Probably cleaning the toilets at St Johnston. Uh, and, and that's not a job to be looked down upon. Absolutely sure. not. They've got the nicest toilets around. It is actually National Toilet Day today, by the way. <laughs> You've been it's serious? Have you just popped that out? It's National Toilet Day. What are we supposed to do with that? Um, Flush it. You, oh, nice. Um, uh, Gunny, by the way. Good. Now I wanted to. Now Stuart Hodge famously said on the Pink and Podcast, Dorans. Uh, I've got to stop doing Hodge impressions. Dorans. That, um, that, that was, was his commentary. That was ours. Was did we have that before you? The Graham Dorans impression. Did he do? That oh no, he did that on he your did show. That on commentary. Yeah. It was oh, on your right. show. That's right. You just said. Yeah. But he said on your podcast. Oh, did he? He didn't know. Dorans. Marco Stiegman was. <laughs> he did. Now, did what it. do you think Marco Stiegman is? A lovely guy. Is he a nice and guy? He, I, now, th- this doesn't really come out right. I've said it a few times to other people. It doesn't come out right because I was a pretty terrible footballer. Of no, like literally. On Where are you going with this? But he's like what I'm like as a footballer, but at a much better level. You know, a bit gangly. <laughs> You're not quite sure what he's going to do. A bit unpredictable. But, you know, he's got a bit about him still. And the thing I liked is that uh, I like now. <laughs> you say you had a bit of a pitch. Well, no, but that's my point. I don't, he's sort of like, I can imagine the re- reaction he gets is the same reaction I got on a Sunday, in a, in a Sunday league match. I'll tell you what, what he is. Was, that? Sort of, oh, what's he doing? <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's good. Oh, dear, no, don't do that. <laughs> that sort of thing. Don't know Does that going. make sense? No. no. It definitely is. makes sense in my head, but I'm struggling to articulate it. <laughs> he is but, a Marks and Sparks card holder. That is what he is. 
Well, that's well, that makes less sense. <laughs> and also, what, what, and what even also, is that? Well, hang on. And also, in his Instagram story, <laughs> I noticed that he wasn't in first class. So I said, "Why are you not in first class?" To him, and he responded, "We're not good enough." With a laughing face. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, they, oh, so all of this team bonding, but split between economy and no, absolutely first class. smart. We can't we can't afford to give everyone first class seats. Some have got to Who live did? it up rough for a bit. I noticed that to- Tommy Tribal was in was in the the economy seats as well, wasn't oh, was he? It? With uh, with Marco Steeperman. Maybe they all cool want to sit together. Maybe it's nice, though, isn't it? Lovely. <laughs> Um, I didn't realise, talking about Marks and Spencer, is the largest supplier of British clothing still. Oh, God. Is that the jumper? No, this is... This is the downfall of Marks and Spencer. Where? It's ASOS. I'm, ki- I'm killing <laughs> off Is that Marks actually from ASOS? Yeah. It's um, like a supplier to ASOS. It's not ASOS own. It's like... Well, that's that sponsorship out the window, isn't it? Well, ASOS and Marks and Spencer. Yours. Anyway, Mar- Marco Schneider. Yeah, so I still, don't know, I still don't know what Marks... What do you mean Marks and Spencer's uh, I saw him in Marks and Spencer's once. Oh, no, that's literally all you know. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, now, so, right, okay. Yeah. It's never so, that deep with Chris. No, fair enough. <laughs> I to ask him for more. Uh, I like the role he's playing in now. I like the physicality he brought to it, which I saw at, at Cardiff in the Cup. I thought that was yeah. a revelatory performance from mm-hmm. him because he really got about things. He moved the ball well. I still think he takes it on and does too much sometimes mm. and loses the ball and trips over himself and that sort of bits and bobs but um, I think he does a lot more good stuff which is why I think Daniel trusts him so much and he clearly has this year so um, and to be fair Stuart did quantify his I can't remember his exact answer but it's on the Pinkham podcast he quantified what he now sees um, Marco Stieperman as okay lovely so you're basically wanting people to now go over to listen to the podcast yeah, well, and then Basically. watch the show on Wednesday night. Amazing. Do a bit of loads still... of exclusives at pinkin.com. So. We see it's the place to be, really. It is the place to be. Did I say we've got a new app? Oh, you have got a new yeah, app. Yeah, I like that, by the way. Well done. Thanks, yeah. I, I didn't have a lot involved. Oh, well, on. it was a team effort. You could have taken the team. praise for that. Well, right, with Marco Steepman, can we stop saying that he has to be something? He doesn't. No, no. That sounds quite That sounds quite deep, Chris. But then if, if the question is, what is he? Then he but, does, but, doesn't but, he? but I don't, <laughs> I don't even see why we need to ask that question. Because we need some he can time just, somehow. No, he can, yeah, true. It's international break. Mm. He can fit in at left back. He could play centre no, midfield. Let's not do that he again. Can, he could do, and he could do a mighty fine job at it. Because you played left back in the game. Oh, with Carrow, exactly. yeah, left wing back, and, and and when and I played for like Trench Social, left wing back. And as I said, people, uh, the three people on the sidelines at Trench Social probably would look to me going. What's he doing there? Mm. And that—that's what I meant. I'm hoping I'm trying to articulate this. So the three mm. people in Trunch knows what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The rest yeah. of the viewers don't. No, that's, that's fine. Yeah. So Chrissy, you don't think he needs to be anything? That's what you're saying. Why? He's doing well. He can play where he wants. He's born to score goals. Good. It's like the Dennis Rebeni being an icon. Let's just vibe with it. Okay. All right. That, that, I think that's nice. Let's vibe with it. We've got a game this weekend. Long trip to South Wales for you, yeah. Michael. Um, <laughs> Followed the by the trip to Hull. Hull. Yeah, that's, oh, that's the worst. Really? It's almost, you know, Wales, right. fair enough, but then Hull four days later. Hull is horrendous. Hull is the second worst place in the UK behind Ipswich. Hull is a hellhole. Uh, former city of culture. Let's by the way, they I was talking that. about the journey. They've bought that, <laughs> 100%. That Hull, have, Hull have bought that, that wow. culture award. Wow. I'm putting it out there. Are you ready for this? Are you... No, I, I say it every time. Hull is awful. Chris honestly. doesn't hold the opinions of us two. We'll, we'll put that out there. Um, it's quite nice. I've been there. It's quite nice. It's quite nice in places. There's a bridge in the arson. I mean, I, I do remember when they and were. It's a massive riverside retail park, and it stinks. Well, they need the bridge to get over the Humber. But my point <laughs> is, I remember at KC when it was the city of culture, and they held up the billboards that were sponsored by cash converters, and I just thought that's not quite. <laughs> cutting it. All. I mean, that is a culture of sorts. Oh, it's awful. Is it the culture you want? All I'm going to converters. Yeah, I mean, 
Well, they they, they serve a useful purpose in society. <laughs> There'd be an uproar if that was at Carrood. I tell you, boy. What, cash converters? Yeah. Anyway, Swansea. Yeah, Swansea. Um, what have you made of them this season? Seemed like a bit of a poor man's Norwich. <laughs> we'll take that. That's How good. can you get away with that? That says more about Norwich, actually, than Swansea. Yeah. Mm. I, think, um, I think Swansea will be very close to it come the end of the season, actually. Close I to what? To, to the mix, okay. to the top six mix, okay, to your collar. Um, I think uh, I think that they are exhibiting the characteristics of a team that's trying to adjust to the championship from the Premier yeah, League. Agreed. I think they're not very far <laughs> off it when you look at the table. They've won three of the last four. They're making silly mistakes and dropping silly points. But if they're still where they are or even better come January, they have the withdrawal to spend a bit of money if they want. They've still got a lot of quality players. They've still got Wilfred Bonnie on their books, I think. Have unless, they? Unless I've misread Woof. that completely. Hello, I, girls. I, I probably should check that first. But um, So, no, to do me... Do they? I think so. Let's check that I first. Max, been... check that while we're on. But um, So, to me, they've got everything they would need to really kick on in the second half of the season if they're still out and about it. I think Graham Potter is a very good manager. I think uh, lots of clubs would have liked him to be their manager, to be honest. So, would have liked him as their manager? Probably. Why not? Yeah. Why not? There'll be. I think Swansea will be in and around the playoffs for sure, 100%. I think that I agree. I think Bailey's come up with a cracking point there, as always. I think that they... Right, Chris. <laughs> I think they've come down from the Prem, and that it's that classic team that's well, come down... He's still on the books. Thank he's you. still on the books. Top he's man. not drank too much wine just yet. I think he yes, might have been injured. Say. I think he might have been injured. What, Wilfred or... Max? A whole bottle of wine gone in... in, in that is impressive that's work. Very impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder Jeez. he's kind of surprised the camera. You don't want to see what he's doing now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? There's a lot of teams that come down for the Prem and they have that classic slump and then they get together again. I think they just won't... Have, I don't think they'll build enough momentum to certainly go up automatic. And, and I don't think that they have the strength to, to, to muster up a fight in the playoffs. I don't, to be honest with you. But I do think that they are a, a good football club that are doing all the right things yeah. and credit where credit due. So Swansea have done very well in recent seasons. It seems like they've certainly stuck to their culture. Exactly. Another thing that was said on the Pink and Podcast <clears throat> earlier in the season, Dave Freezer said that Ollie McBurney was going to be the top goal scorer in the championship this season. Did he, he scored? Yeah, he did. Did he? Yeah, go back and check it if you want. No, no, um, I think he might actually have money on it. Probably, yeah. Dave went a long time without putting any bets on and it now seems to... Yeah. With fans bet, of course. Um... Ollie McBurney has scored seven goals this season. Bursant Salinas, the next top goal scorer, on two goals. They're struggling for goals, it seems, or at least spreading the goals out. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair point. Um, <clears throat> and I, I guess that comes with the adjustment of how they are trying to play under Graham and what he's trying to do with them. I think um, they did lose, again, football cyclical. They so lost their way in the last year or so, and obviously that's mm. why they're now playing in the championship. Mm. Because, again, it's another club held up as, why can't we be like Swansea? And, you know, it's... It's hard to sustain that and when you're under the pressure of the Premier League. So, uh, Oli McBurney's a very good player. I mean, he, he, he was, what, Barnsley's player of the season last yeah. June. He was only on loan there from January. So, I think um, he chips in with goals. He's got a lot of different things about him as well. <laughs> but, what? It's, yeah, it's Barnsley, isn't it? You, just, like, you, know? you don't like northern clubs, do you? Or like southern clubs. You don't like anyone. No, really. I do. Don't don't Who do me do down like? again. I've got respect for Sheffield Wednesday and, okay. and Leeds United. I like clubs with history. Good. Um, who are the only team Ipswich have beaten this season? Swansea. Yeah, I was good. about to say, and that's exactly why they. Well, if they if they fought, if they slip up to teams like Ipswich, I'm embarrassed that we drew to them. I really am. To Ipswich. Yeah. Yeah, and 
I don't know what happened in, in the first month of the season and then beyond that, but that it was the derby. <clears throat> they had so much other stuff around it. It's mm, just yeah. out of all the teams Ipswich could face, or Norwich could face, the Ipswich game is an anomaly. And that Ipswich game in, in Swansea, where Swansea lost 3-2, mm. um, apparently Swansea were all over them. I think most yeah. of the Swans fans couldn't understand how on earth they lost that game. So Bo Santolina's goal. I think he scored that game. It was very nice. Yeah, he did. Because he's a former club. He's a good player. Um, anyway, that's that's it, I think. Any any last mm-hmm. mottos or live queries, Chris? Don't wear jumpers like Jack Reed. Okay. Burn. Any other tips or life, life advice? Tips? Uh, oh, Beard's crumbs. looking good. Bit, yeah, it's a bit shorter now. I think it was this time last year it was going to be shaved off. Yeah, um, I remember so that. that, that nice. Should I grow it back again, do you think, maybe? Mm. Not sure. No. Um, if you look five years younger like that. If you have kids, be prepared. It's um, <laughs> quite a lot of uh, time. Oh, right. right. Okay. Yeah, it takes a lot of effort and energy. Good. That's one thing. Any other things? How much sleep are you getting a night at the moment on average? Uh, more than my wife. Oh. Well, that's But nice. probably considerably less than you two. Yeah, would have thought so. Because mm. we don't have kids. No. I do um, have cats, though. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Good. I've Chris. got cats. Yeah, you've got cats and kids. Yeah. It's better than you. Chris, good to see you, my friend. Thank you, you too, very much, Michael. Thanks for... Pleasure, Jack. Um, Cheers, boss. Cheers, Chris. Fitting Thank you. us into your busy schedule and bringing <laughs> lovely <laughs> snacks as well. Sainsbury's taste the difference. My Art pleasure. Clearly paying well, Chris. Thank you very much for watching, <laughs> and we will see you again very soon. Bye-bye.